everyone, welcome to another episode of Salary Capped. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the show. Thrilled to welcome a fantastic guest today, and we're going to talk about technology that is enabling a new wave of athletic training uh, that's going on right now. Obviously, everyone is looking for an edge. Everyone is looking for an advantage over their opponents. And so joining me today is Jonathan Lee. He's the Director of Sports Performance Technology for the Olympic Technology Group at Intel Corporation. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Tyler. Great to be here. Well, it's a, it's, it's a thrill to have you on, Jonathan. And today we're talking about 3D athletic training. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that is and, and how it works. Yeah, absolutely. So 3D athlete tracking is a technology that we developed at Intel that allows us to use standard video and standard video cameras to capture uh, form and motion of athletes. So how we do that is just we, we use AI and computer vision to um, detect different points on, on the body and then we can reconstruct a 3D uh, skeleton of the of the athletes, and we do that without any any special suits, no no markers, no um, no sensors at all, just just AI and computer vision. And then with those with those uh, that that 3D information, we can extract things like uh, biomechanics or other information about how the athlete is is performing and moving. That's really interesting because we've seen a big wave of wearables and that sort of thing, right? Uh, oftentimes, if you watch like a soccer game or something like that, they'll be wearing something that has like a, a pack in the back kind of right uh, up on their spinal cord that tracks movement, tracks maybe distance covered, things along those lines. But that's not that's not what this is. This this kind of moves in a different direction. And it's, in my mind anyways, a more sophisticated way of tracking. It really is, yeah. And, and so the, the, the wearables and the sensors that... that uh that exists now, they really just, they say where a, a, a player or athlete is. Uh, so just almost like you're tracking a, a dot as opposed to for us, we're actually tracking how, how they, how they move. And so when you get into that space, um, usually that kind of analysis is done uh, with many sensors or, or in a lab. Um, but what, what was important for us is, was to be able to do it uh, on the field or during their, during their practice. And if you think about a, uh, so we, we work a lot with, with track and field athletes. It, when you, if you put a bunch of sensors on, on an athlete, uh, that's really going to inhibit and hamper their, their movements. You can think about, for example, a high jumper. Uh, you know, she's going to go up seven feet in the air, land. And if she has to land on a bunch of, bunch of sensors, that won't be a very comfortable uh, landing or a sprinter. If you put sensors like right below his, his kneecaps, uh, that's been kind of hard, hard to run. So it, it was important for us to be as unobtrusive as as possible and uh, you know with with obviously with computer vision with just not putting anything on the athlete it's it's really seamless and and uh, unobtrusive and with the sophistication of the cameras that you're using uh, that that to me really stands out and is and is kind of amazing because you're able to track and uh, and then hone in on things that might be imperceptible at first to the naked eye or, you know, that the athlete might not even be aware that they're doing a hitch in their step, something along those lines that might not be perceptible if you're just watching or um, if you are the athlete performing the activity. And that kind of gets to a granular level of movement and that sort of thing that you really just can't get in other places. It really does. And for us, we're, we're actually camera agnostic, so we can use uh, like a really high end camera or even uh, uh, a camera that's on your on your phone and of course the, the video of, of even your phone cameras are, is, is getting so um, so high in, in resolution you've got like 1080p 4k and so uh, for us the higher the resolution of course the, the, the better the the accuracy for us and so and so you're you're right Tyler you're able to capture things that you just can't see with the um, with the human eye and, and so what we're 
what we're doing and what we're, we're continuing to do is to really come alongside the, the coach and really augment what, um, what they're, what they're, what they're looking at. Because of course, a lot of these things happen at such uh, um, high speed that it would be impossible to, to, to see it. And the other thing too, is um, as you keep capturing these, these, these runs or jumps or movements and you see it over time, then, then it gives you another aspect, right? Another, um, dimension of what you what you can look at which is how is the athlete's form changing over time yeah that's a that, that's a really good point and so you, you talked about cameras and it, it goes through ai and, and that sort of thing and you kind of explained a lot of that earlier but what does um, maybe the coach end up looking at when it comes to like a dashboard or how are they receiving this information and able to kind of take it and turn it around and use it yeah, that's a great question so for us we our focus really has been on, on the ai and um uh, and what we do is we, we, we have this, this platform that we can then build other ap applications on top of. So depending on what the application is, um, uh, either we or a, a partner will, will build what the coach or athlete sees uh, in the end. So recently we, we did a, um, a, uh, a project with a company called Exos. Exos is a um, uh, human performance and elite athlete training center and um, one of the things that they, they, they do is, is work with uh, college athletes, athletes who are, are, are leaving football players, leaving college to uh, go enter the, um, the, the draft. And we had worked with them uh, with Exos in advance of the, of the combine and the, uh, the pro days that, hap that happened a couple months ago. And so for, for them, what we, what we showed is uh, we, it, was, it, was an, it was an output that showed uh, the athlete's velocity as they ran the 40 yard dash, when they hit their top speed, their acceleration profiles. Uh, we looked at things like um, angles of how, um, how the athletes were, were leaning forward as, the, as, they were, um, as they were accelerating. And then we would just present that in a way that um, was, uh, was clean and, and easy to use for the coach. But we also have uh, ways of, of actually visualizing, of course, just the, the 3D skeleton itself by, by, by um, and, and being able to interact with the, with the skeleton, zoom in, uh, pan around the um, pan around the, uh, the the form, and really, really, really zoom in on different aspects of, of movement. Yeah, that's that, that's really incredible. So. When you think about what you've created here and, and how this all works and, and given the way that uh that when i when i think about watching sports and that sort of thing you're getting more and more different kind of camera angles and that sort of thing and it feels like more and more of this is is possible moving forward so do you feel like this is representative of the future of um of smart athletic training where where do you see this continuing to grow and develop i suppose yeah i i, I do uh, you know i think it's it's we we've all seen what what the the, the power of of data analytics AI can do not just for for sports but uh, even even within sports too you're, you're seeing more of that more of that come in and uh, uh, inform what coaches athletes front offices right do for for um, uh, uh, in terms of the decisions that they they make uh, but but what what I think we're going to see here over the next next uh, few years is as as this technology and and other technologies that that really Allow us to to capture and um, uh, uh, and ingest data that we just haven't seen seen before, right? In a way that we hasn't been able to, to be done before. Uh, now we're going to start to be able to connect that with other aspects of of uh, athlete training and performance, because uh, performance is is one thing, right? We might want to look at something, 
and say, all right, how do we how do we quantify that and make and uh, have this athlete perform better in the future? But another big aspect is, of course, injury prevention as well, right? and and that in, in some ways is is a probably a bigger concern right now for for most teams and and leagues, um, but even bigger than say um, improving performance because. You know, if if a player goes down, any player, but but especially a star player, then the team, the league, the viewership, all, all that all that stuff is is impacted, and, and it's just it, it's obviously something that is is super important the the health and, and, and safety of 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 the player. So I, I think that this kind of movement analysis too is um, really going to be tied to especially soft tissue injuries, uh, being able to to monitor athletes uh, throughout throughout the season. But also uh, help them to um, to to recover and to to, to rehab and, and do it in a way that uh, that is really based on on on, on data. Do you see? I suppose I guess the potential for if you can get a baseline kind of reading or understanding of each player's profile, then maybe if a player gets injured and they're coming back, then you, then you have a baseline understanding of this is the player when they were healthy. Now, as they're rehabbing, we'd like to get them up to certain levels or something along those lines um, when it comes to the injury aspect that you're talking about. I could see that really being a, an interesting and cool application for this um, as teams look to try to act in the best interest of their players, but also try to make sure that they're up to full fitness, full health as they come back from injuries and that sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think this is... Um... Uh, you know, these are all things that, that we're, we're exploring. And, and so, you know, hopefully next time we, we talk, it'll, it'll be an actual, actual um, uh, uh, some, some POCs here. But uh, um, even something as, as simple as, as running, which is a very, very fundamental kind of, kind of movement, right? And, it, and, it, and even though most sports don't really have you just run in a straight line, you can really detect uh, a lot of um, uh, underlying issues if you will or or, or um, kind of precursors to issues when, when you do look at someone's someone's running in their, in their gait something as simple as um, looking at when someone someone runs their 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 stride length and uh, looking to see if, if that that stride length um, or the way their, their hips move is is symmetric so things like asymmetry are, are really uh, um, known to be indicators for for injuries and so uh, you can look at somebody over time um, even before they get they get hurt Hopefully they don't they don't get hurt, uh, but but they say hey something is is changing, and so we need to we need to address that either in the in the weight room or um, with 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 PT. But uh, either way, we we've, we've detected something, and let's let's nip it in the bud. Absolutely, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Now, uh, obviously, we have the Olympics coming up in Tokyo uh, a year later than we expected, but they are coming up here uh, here very soon. We hope, and so um, you know, it, when it comes to the the Olympics, the margins are so incredibly fine. You know, these are the the best athletes in the world performing incredible tasks and performing these uh, these athletic feats, and oftentimes, you know, it's it's fractions of a second here and there that make the difference between gold medals and and not even being on the podium. And so, uh, do you see something like three D athlete tracking? Uh, playing a role in the Olympics uh, for you know sprinters, uh, swimmers, things like that, um, helping them kind of find their best form. We do, yeah. So so we work with a a, um, a variety of, of athletes, including sprinters and other track and field athletes, uh, uh, and of course uh, outside of of um, track and the Olympics as well. Actually, for for Tokyo, what we're bringing um, this summer is actually broadcast enhancements. So we're using the same technology that that we um, that we are using for the coaching and, and, and training piece, and applying that to um, the the broadcast. And so when you watch the games this summer, 
you'll 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 see the premier sprinting events like like the hundred meter, and uh, uh, after you see the um, after you see the the, the race. Then you'll see graphics and broadcast enhancements and, and overlays that are um, that are powered by by uh, by three dat, and um, it's really going to help you to uh, and help have viewers to understand some of the cool stories that happen within within the race. Um, there, there's just so many things that even even a, a casual fan uh, would be interested in, and even the uh, um, a, the not so casual, the, the, the more the more involved fan would would say, "Oh, that's really really cool." So we, we've done a um, a lot to try to uncover those stories, and and they're actually not that hard to uncover once you have the have have the um, the technology and and the data. And we've actually uh, uh, brought on a, a former Olympian to the team. Uh, his name is is Ashton Eaton, and he won the last two gold medals in the uh, in the decathlon. And um, sometimes he and I will just watch watch uh, races, and and uh, he'll he'll just he'll give me insights, and it's like it's like having your own personal you know uh, uh, sports analyst or track and field analyst with you. Uh, and so what what um, he's helped us to do is to uh, translate some of those stories into the graphics that you'll see for for Tokyo. So we're we're, we're super excited to to, um, to to showcase that and have that uh, and have that uh, be part of the uh, games this summer. Yeah, that's uh that's really exciting and you know, I'm I'm a I'm a huge sports fan obviously and so I'm, I I love kind of getting that that granular look at, at at data and that sort of thing. We've seen that a little bit more with baseball as they've tried to introduce some new stats uh like exit velocity and things like that and and I think people have really gravitated towards it and started to understand uh, what these stats can tell us and, and how they can kind of enhance the viewing experience. And so I'm excited to see that for the Olympics. And uh, I think that'll be something that really that really does add a lot to these broadcasts and uh, and kind of gives you a peek behind and maybe helps people understand a little bit better just how incredible these athletes really are. Yeah, I, I, re I, I really think that's going to be the case. Yeah, I, I, even when I first started working with the um, with the uh, the Olympics here, that that was one of the things that what uh, uh, was clear is that is that it's hard to really at home understand how uh, amazing these these athletes are. That the feats that they perform uh, routinely are um, are just uh, are, are mind boggling, right? So if if you if you stand next to, for example, a a, a high jumper, and uh, uh, you know I think the world record is like eight feet, right? Eight feet is really high. But it's a lot higher when you're actually standing next to them, and they're, and they're clearing like seven, you know, seven feet, and you're like, that's obviously taller than taller than I am. But uh, but just the uh, uh, seeing it seeing it live. So how how do you how do you then bring that to the to the um, the the fan at home? Right? Could could you say, for example, that uh, you know take a, take a look at your your um, uh, your ceiling, for example, or like your your, your door jam? Imagine trying to jump over that, right? Or you look at something like a um, uh, like a shot putter. I, I heard I heard a really great example of of a shot putter saying, "You want to know what it's like to, to throw a a men's shot put? You know, grab a, a 16 pound bowling ball, stand at the free throw line, then turn around and shoot at the other other basket, right? So, um, so so uh, you know, for 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 us, where our focus again is on sprinting for for Tokyo, but it's those kinds of of, of things that uh, that really bring it home for folks. That uh, that we're trying to trying to bring. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's an excellent point. I always thought that it would be a good idea just to have uh, an average Joe person out there uh, in every event, just to give us a look at uh, <laughs> yeah. how how I would do up against these athletes. But I like this idea better. Uh, it prevents me from being <laughs> humiliated. But uh, 
But no, yeah. I, think that's a, I think that's a great point. Just giving people at home just a, a real clear picture and idea of what it's like uh, to compete in these events. And so it's a really exciting time and a really exciting development in the world of sports training. And so, uh, so Jonathan Lee, thank you so much for joining me today, talking a little bit more about three dot and, uh, and what the doors that it opens and, uh, you know, the things that it's going to do for sports training moving forward. This has been a really fun conversation. Yeah, this has been fun. Thanks Tyler. And everyone, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Salary Capped. We'll be back soon with more episodes. But until then, make sure to go follow Jonathan Lee and uh, everything that they're doing on uh, doing over there at Intel uh, in the world of uh, sports performance technology. Some fantastic stuff. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the show. But for my guest today, Jonathan Lee, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us. 